This is Leafs Breakfast. Here's Marner across the line, dropping, getting it back, looking for Matthews who scores! Another brilliant pass by the magician, and Austin Matthews has a pair, and the Leafs are running away with this one. The Maple Leafs pick up a 5-1 win in Seattle last night to kick off a West Coast swing. That after a 2-1 win on Friday night for the Leafs, they beat the Minnesota Wild, a game you did see on TSN4, featuring our next guest who joins us every Monday morning is our hockey insider, Darren Dreger. Darren, how you feeling this morning? Oh, I'm doing okay, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it turned out to be a busy one yesterday on the trade front, clearly. <laughs> Leafs playing out west. I mean, there was a lot going on. So I can only imagine what your phone is like, you know, over the weekend, heading into this week with the yeah. deadline coming up at 3 o'clock. I mean, yesterday you had Timo Meyer traded. You had Tanner Janot <laughs> traded late last Barbashev. night to the Tampa Bay Light. Yeah, Barbashev. I mean, <laughs> what yeah. is it like? Can you have a nap? Do you Are you able to sleep at all, or do you have to stay awake? At all points of time. No, yeah, no, there, there's there's not a lot of napping that is going on here. <laughs> but uh, in fairness, uh, the the time if we want to start with Timo Meyer, that was an interesting one. Obviously, you know, not just because he ends up where we thought he'd go, <clears throat> which is New Jersey, but when you break down the dynamics of that trade, you know how mammoth it is. You know, both in in pieces and assets and everything else. I mean, you can appreciate how complex putting all of that together was. So that also then helps explain why we as an insider group were able to easily identify that Timo Meyer had been traded to the New Jersey Devils. But then you start to piece together what the return is going to be at both sides. You know, the Sharks and the Devils just kept saying, hey, you're going to have to wait for it because it's, <laughs> it's so involved. Like, where do you even start? Yeah. Right. And then you pick it apart. And we're not going to do that here because it'll take an hour. But, you know, you, you, you've got three picks and four players, um, I guess, ending up with San Jose and then to New Jersey. You know, of course, you get Meyer. You get two defensemen, including Scotty Harrington. You get a goalie. Uh, you get a fifth round pick in 2024, and just as important as all of that, 50% salary retention yeah. on Timo Meyer. So, you know, that's as complicated as it gets. It, it really is. And Tanner Janot, five picks. I mean, that's Jeez. absolute haul by the Nashville Predators and the Lightning step up one more time. Uh, and even the Barbershop trade early in the day. I mean, truthfully, I, I mean, I, I sat on that for a while. I don't know what was going on with Central Registry and, and the National Hockey League, but they seemed to be gummed up yesterday. And in part, it could have been a number of things, right? It, it could have been the beginning process of going through the Meyer trade to the New Jersey Devils and, again, how complicated it was, et cetera. But there was a lot happening around the league and with league head office yesterday. Yeah, you would have thought that Central Registry was at uh, my party Friday night and still hung over. <laughs> no, they, were, they, were, they were operating at full capacity. <laughs> um, let's dive into, well, so the Timo Meyer deal, I think it had 13 pieces that ended up being exchanged, which is one of the largest wild. deals we've seen in a very long time. But one of the new one of the trades that broke last night that literally shook the hockey world. Like who thought Tanner Janot was the most sought after um, yeah. 
trade trade target out there because once he became once Nashville made it clear he was available for trade, it seemed like Tampa targeted him and they were willing to pay whatever price it cost to get yeah. him. They make the yeah. trade last night an impactful one, sending Cal Foot and five draft picks yeah. for this yeah. player. I mean, does does Doug Armstrong sit there and say, "Man, I wish I would have waited one more day to trade Barbashev because I probably could have got a bigger haul." But how does Tampa pay this big of a price? I mean, it's it's a significant one, no question about that. And what's clear here, and I'm not being critical, but you have two different views on on draft picks. When you're in it, and the Tampa Bay Lightning clearly are still in it, right? In that window to win another Stanley Cup, you win back to back, you lose. You want to get right back there again. The draft picks, I'm not going to say they don't matter. Of course they matter. But when you're trying to to win another Stanley Cup, you're so intoxicated by that process that if you see a piece that is going to help you now, but most importantly, help you in the future, because that's what you get in Tanner Janelle, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's some cost certainty there. There's certainly player protection. Um, now within the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it's not like an expiring contract where, you know, you dump these draft picks and you roll the dice on whether it works or it doesn't work. So there's a little bit more to it for Julian Brisebaugh and the Tampa Bay Lightning. But just to reinforce my point here, you know, he's bringing in a young piece that he thinks is going to help them now. And so when you look at the five draft picks, Cal puts no, no toss in here. You know, it, it feels like he needed maybe a, another look, another chance just to, to get his footing, no pun intended. Um, so it's it's an intriguing it's an intriguing uh, transaction by both sides. But Julian Breesbaugh is looking at those draft picks and going, you know what, maybe they'll help us win another Stanley Cup yeah. five years from now, <laughs> but they're not going to do it in, in today's NHL. So I'm one more time going all in here. And no one should ever question what Tampa does because clearly no. any move that they've made is all has always been about winning. But when you look at their roster, they have yeah. their core players locked up long term and they're gonna because they're Tampa, they're gonna get veteran role players wanting to sign there to fill out the bottom yeah. six every year. So I'm with you. Like draft picks, schmaff picks, right? Draft schmaff. Yeah, the Cliff Fletcher. <laughs> the Cliff, uh, Fletcher, Cliff Fletcher. Fletcher. So go ahead. Uh, Darren Dreger, Hockey Insider, a guest here on First Up. Let's talk about Patrick Kane. It, it's a done deal, right? He's going to New York. We're just waiting for the salary cap yeah. specificity to work out over the next couple of Dude, days. But no big words. Sorry, man. Patrick Kane will be a Ranger, Dregs, before the deadline? Well, we feel strongly that way, uh, but until it's done, it's not done, right? Um, and, I, I mean, it's it's remarkable the hoops that these teams have to jump through. Um, and I don't want to get Carlo going again on the salary cap, but <laughs> that's, you know... Let me pull up my calculator. Hold on. Let me see if it works. Yeah, that's, that's why Patrick Kane is left twisted in the wind. Um, but, you know, credit to Chris Jury and the New York Rangers. I mean, he's he's made some moves that are definitely going to open the door for Patrick Kane, sending crafts off to the Vancouver Canucks. We know that Jake was just um, cleared waivers yesterday, so there's money coming off his cap. You know, there's, there's probably going to be a little bit more cap gymnastics that are going to have to be observed here in the next few days. I'd be real surprised, really surprised that Patty Kane it doesn't don a, a New York Rangers uh, uniform by maybe Thursday at the latest. You know, that's the way it feels. Save it for Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Save it for Friday, Chris Drury. Let's yeah. go. Got to get something to talk yeah. about on, on deadline day. 
Yeah, that's it's uh, gonna be it's gonna be tight on Friday, <laughs> fellas. Well, maybe a team we'll be watching on Friday is the Edmonton Oilers, Darren. A team that yeah. has not really done anything. And I look at the Western Conference, and I think you can make a pretty compelling case for what seven or eight teams to come out of the West right now. Any te- there's only yeah. eight, there's only nine teams right now that are yeah. legitimately have playoff implications. Everybody else is right. out of it. But Edmonton, like you got to go out and trade for a defenseman, yeah, right? Like they're going to do something ahead of the deadline. Dude, between right? yeah. first and eight, there's like five points that separates uh, every team, so it's literally wide yeah. open. It, it, it will be, uh, but again, you're looking around, and I know the Oilers, uh, you know, they continue to wait for the prices to come down a bit, and I don't know that that's going to happen, not based on what we saw in a couple of the bigger deals yesterday. Um, but, you know, look at the barbership trade to Vegas. I mean, Vegas got significantly better, in my opinion. I mean, that guy's just a horse of a player. Yep. can play all sorts of different hockey for you. Now, they don't, you know, they give up a, 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 an important part of their future, potentially, in Zach Deep. Uh, you know, I mean, he's their first-round pick from last year. Really, really so, good junior yeah, player so far. Really good QMJHL player. Um, and then look over to what Winnipeg did the night before in acquiring Nino Niederreier for a second-round pick in 24. That, to me, is a steal for Shovel Dayoff and the Winnipeg Jets. So I think that, you know, you've got Kenny Holland looking at those deals and going, okay, wait a second, those two teams got quite a bit better, you know, with experienced ads up front. Uh, now I'm looking at the New Jersey-San Jose trade and how complicated that was and the Nashville Tampa Bay trade and the haul that went back to the Preds. And that's the world that Hall and some teams are stuck in right now. They're hoping that the prices are going to come down. But if you're Bill Armstrong in the Arizona Coyotes and you've been this stingy and diligent to this point in Jay Chickren, are you really going to buck up now? I feel so bad for Jake Chikrin. This guy's it's watching brutal. trades happening left, right, yeah. and center. And this guy's yeah. just like... He has hang, his alerts hang, on Darren's regular Twitter. He's like, please. He's hanging please. out at his yeah. pool in Arizona saying, trade wow. me right okay. and no. So this is how the world has turned over the last decade plus here, all right? So I can remember a number of times over the years, again, 10 plus years ago, where we would speculate on a trade and either the managers or whomever defined the source would call irate. Normally it was the GM who hadn't informed his player yet, right? So he's upset that his player is going to find out that he's being traded, you know, on TSN.ca or on the radio. Mm-hmm. It was pre-social media. Well, Tanner Janot last night is sitting there, um, again, trade protected, looking at all of the, the speculation on Twitter, thinks he's going to Tampa Bay for the better part of an hour. Um, nothing firm. Nobody from the team knows. Like, it's just... But, you know, that's also the world that these guys have grown up in as as professional hockey players, so maybe it's less strange to them now than Blame it was Twitter. a decade or so ago. But Blame it's just, Twitter. It's just a wild, wild, wild environment. But to get back to your point, um, it feels like Holland and the Oilers are going to have to step up, you know. So who is the perfect fit on defense? You know, if it's if it's it, it hasn't been checkered all along. Um, not saying they don't have interest in Jake Checker, and I know they do, but he hasn't been you know priority one. It hasn't been Gabrikov. Again, they they have interest, but not priority one. So beyond that, who is it? And and if it's either of those two, it seems pretty obvious to me that Holland is waiting and hoping that the price comes down. Darren Dreger, Hockey Insider, our guest on First Up. Any buzz about the Leafs over the weekend? Anything that they might be looking at doing ahead of Friday's deadline? Nah, not a lot of buzz. I mean, there was enough distraction going on around, 
the league to keep us occupied. Um, you know, you know what? I like. I, I I think it's safe to assume we keep repeating ourselves here that Kyle Dubas is in a lot of different things. You know, for sure he would be um, close on anything. Yeah, that's that's hard to say. But you know, not to revisit what we've already talked about this morning. But he's got to feel pretty good about himself in acquiring O'Reilly and Achari and and the price that he paid to get those two players. Right when when you look at you know again what we saw from some of the dealings yesterday. I do think Kyle is, is going to continue to add. Uh, could it be more, you know, on the depth side of things? You know, probably. Uh, you know, I think that there is some level of interest in Luke Shen, but I could apply that to probably a half a dozen other teams around the league. Like Winnipeg has some interest in Luke Shen. Uh, you know, they just, unfortunately for Luke and his family, I think that teams are waiting to see what the market is going to look like. And you're not going to know that potentially until Friday. So there could be some uh, there could be some ads by the Maple Leafs in the next few days here. Why not? Yeah. No. Hey, man. I, let let the market sort itself out and then try to pick up something of value. Hopefully for the Maple Leafs. Uh, Drags ugly incident in New York last night with Keandre Miller. How do you think the league plans to uh, deal with that situation? Yeah. Look, I, and I, I, full transparency here. I only saw it a couple of times. I read about it briefly, but I have not based on what was going on yesterday, um, invest any time in, in checking with the league. So I'll just tell you what I what I know historically, right? So historically, for sure, the NHL would be involved, and differing departments in this case would be involved. It's not just simply a, a department of player safety issue, right? Hockey operations would likely get involved in this case because of what we saw, the allegations that go around it. Um you know, so that involves Colin Campbell and, and group. Uh, to a point, the commissioner's office would be advised, most definitely the Players Association. I mean, every layer is going to be included in all of this. So I and not include the officiating staff. What you hear? What you see? So mm-hmm. they, they go through these things with a fine-tooth comb before determining whether or not there's any reason to move forward. Well, you wonder how the potential Keandre Miller suspension could affect the Patrick Kane situation because the salary cap implications. You send this guy up, you send that guy up. I'm yeah. sure they're just trying to poke and pull their hair out. The incident was a spitting incident yes. with uh, yeah. Keandre Miller. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. It's... I, mean, it's just, I mean, bottom line, it's unacceptable. Absolutely. <laughs> no kidding. Well, you know, you, that's where you start, and then you try and appreciate, understand, get the facts on, okay, how did it get to that point? Was there something said? Like, what is going on here? So. Something to follow, but and look, it also shouldn't just get, you know, caught in the aftermath as it did for me, and I'm sure that's not the case with those who are involved at the NHL level. Busy times for the New York Rangers and their staff, no doubt. That team they pick up a five-two win last night, and it sounds like Patrick Kane, some point in the next couple of days, could very well be joining yeah. their roster. Yeah. Darren, as always, we appreciate it, especially on a morning like today where I'm sure your phone is blowing up. Yeah. We'll speak to you. Maybe we'll see you on Friday, I'm sure. Oh, we'll come absolutely. by and maybe make your annual yeah. visit into uh, our yeah. studios. We can we can arrange that, right? Well, it kicks off early. I oh, think yeah. it's an 8 o'clock start, isn't it, for, for it Trade is, Center? It is. So, yeah. yeah, I think we'll have to make the annual pilgrimage over nice. to us. Uh, to first up studio, <laughs> so um, just you don't have to worry about the coffee or uh, you know I don't eat donuts or muffins or any of that stuff anymore. But um, PSN has us looked after on breakfast. So yeah, well we had McDonald's sure delivered you- us to us last week. I don't know, is that on the menu for you? No, I can't do that, Carlos. <laughs> this guy is an Adonis. He's <laughs> not. He can't, like he can't be. Right that's right. Now, buddy. Yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. To I mean. 
I mean spinach and blueberry smoothies. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, for the next four days, you need all the energy you can get. Well, Dregs, yeah. it's been a fun couple days. Do us all a favor. Start the week off on a Monday. Break another <laughs> trade for us, buddy. Okay, well, I'll try. I might slow down, though, for a couple of days, right? Because that, well, that does so happen now. now that the big stuff is out yeah, of the way. Save it all till Friday if we can. We'll, see what we can <laughs> we'll do. try. Thanks, okay, Darren. Thanks, pal. Okay, guys. Take right. care. TSN Hockey Insider, Darren Drake. Would love to see his phone. There's very few people's text messages I want to go through because, you know, it's a scary thing when you go through people's texts, but drags are just be like, dude, what am I GMs, like what agents, I players, so cool. For so cool. As a documentary. <laughs> I'm telling you. NHL general managers or like Woj no. and Shams. I think they'd be even more interesting. Insider. Yeah. Do, do oh, a documentary meant, yes. of an insider. NBA, NFL, NHL. I'm telling you. Schefter's it'll phone. blow people away. Yeah, I'm sure Drecker and LeBron and Chris Johnson would love that. Hey, guys. Yeah. Here's the behind the scenes <laughs> of how we do things. And yeah. then, you know. So, I, like honestly, like, I, I I get a chance to see it firsthand on the day of trade line with our insiders here. Could you imagine what the NFL insider? I like, can't like? even imagine I the way those imagine. guys. Get Some of the power brokers that are sending and the I messages. Think the one between Woj and Shams would be amazing because <laughs> would be. Woj is supposed to be the big the big dog, but Shams. Well, just imagine Dave Naylor versus Farhan Lalji, <laughs> CFL insider. That is what I really want to see. Okay, of course. I Come on, kidding. 20. Don't do it, Chrissy. Hour three of first up, Brian Hayes leads us off in about six minutes. We'll delve deep into the stories from Friday night at Colomania, the big party featuring Al's brother and Matthew Cause and their epic dance-off. That's next.